0: Hello, and thank you for taking your time to listen to Idea Farm. Um, on today's episode, Kel and I uh, talk about um, Kel's experience with his outdoor education program uh, at his school at in, uh, Chadwick International. Uh, he also goes over um, his master's project and the effects of PBL on student motivation. Um, we get into a discussion about progressive education, and I reflect on some of the current teaching. Um, kind of struggles and thoughts that I was having. Uh, we get in a brief discussion on what should be compulsory and also get into technology, trust, and habits, and maybe did we get the, this whole thing wrong. Uh, we end the podcast kind of going off the rails a little bit, uh, talking about the true definition of sophomores, the universe, death, and uh, some other things thrown in as well. Um, uh, we are trying to create a more uh interactive um portion of this over at ideafarm.education where there'll be links to everything we talk about um so if you are curious uh we mentioned some books and uh some people um and some ideas so if you have uh if you are feel compelled to do so um, all that information will be over at the website. Uh, once again, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, any and all feedback is uh, welcome. Um, and uh, without further ado, here we go. <laughs> Was your camping
1: oh man it was so good I mean just awesome I mean I mean hey it was just cool because I was outside but then uh, just seeing that actual program like it's that outdoor education parts a big part of the school and uh, that was my first time seeing oh, yeah. it And it gets like more complex each year so it was really inspiring it was awesome huh. so that was uh, that was a school thing yeah mm-hmm. oh, wow. So like, like every year, so our school is Chadwick International and uh, we we're, I don't know if you said we're sponsored, I don't know how, to, I don't know how you would say it, but like the, the mother school is Chadwick private school in California. And whoever the, the Chadwick lady was who started the school outdoor education was like a huge thing for her. So it's always been part of the program. And if you wanna be part of the Chadwick thing, you have to do outdoor ed. And I say that because there's a lot of, I mean most kids would, especially here, would like opt out of it if they had the choice. But it's obligatory. They have no choice. So so, by the time they get to grade eight, it's like um, it's a full week in the outdoors with like a 50 pound uh, bag, hiking up mountains, getting water out of the creek and putting like iodine tablets in it, cooking over a little (laughs) stove. Yeah, it's like total outdoor stuff and moving every day, like usually like three kilometers hiking, then setting up camp. And they reflect throughout the whole time. They have like a they have various things they have to do each day. One day they have to do like a solo, which is where they have to just stay alone and be quiet out in uh-huh. the woods for a few uh-huh. hours. And it gets longer each year. It's really cool. Right.
0: Is my echo too That's much awesome. in this room? Can you hear me well? No. No, yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I knew I saw it was a new a new area. Yeah, oh. go in there.
1: Somebody's cooking in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> uh, something good, I bet. I hope so, yeah. Always is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool that, uh, that that's a thing there. Man. So, like, what's the hard, like, uh, as a senior, what's the expectation? So, you know?
1: to, just to kind of go, th- I know a little bit, like, to kind of go through the progression. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, in grade five and six, and I'm not sure what grade five is. It's really basic. And then grade six and seven, they just go do a base count. So, like, the entire grade level, we usually have, like, mm-hmm. 80, 80 kids. It's fairly small, like, 80 kids per grade level. So they just go to a base camp uh-huh. and camp in tents uh, in a place that's got like an outdoor bath, like, you know, kind of like a campground where there's a bathroom and that kind of stuff. Okay. And then grade eight, it gets more intense. Like it's an actual trick. Like they're moving every day and they sleep out in the woods. They have to set up tents every day. They have to learn to read a topographical map and a compass. And oh, wow. every day the roles change. Like there's um, a recorder every day who has to like do some journal entry. It could be a picture, a piece of Mm -hmm. writing, or whatever. Then there's two leaders. They're the ones who read the map and kind of give the logistics of how much time it's going to take and how much we're climbing, what the flat spots Uh are going to be. Um, There's two cooks and there's two cleaners. And they teach them the whole protocol of like leave no trace. Uh Um, Yeah, it's just super cool. They they learn, you know, there's the, the, uh, there's for each group, there's usually about 12 kids per group plus a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's two guy and you know, you're not with the whole grade level It's small groups. We never oh, okay. really see each other. So oh nice. then you have two guides, a guy and a girl for each group and they're like legit people like really good at what they do, like professional climbers. And, and in my case, it was a professional climber and a professional, like, um, well I say professional climber. I just mean like, she's a, a climbing instructor. We'll say that. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's like a boating instructor, like kayaking and canoeing and stuff like that. Um, and they're just really great with the kids, too. Like, I was really had great conversations with them. That was really inspiring. So then they get to like grade nine and 10, and they do like a full week of kayaking where they actually go down a river and they sleep on the side of the river, and all their gear has to be with them. And it, like, huh. you know, like <clears throat> everything that you take, like all your garbage, you try to minimize all that. Cause if, even if you poop, mm-hmm. you're either wiping with leaves or you have like a uh-huh. bag that you're putting your toilet paper in, and that's going right back in your <laughs> backpack, and it's coming out of the woods with that's you. Awesome yeah and our kids Fantastic. our kids were you know just totally sheltered like i I had no like you know it's kind of like being a coach in the sense that you see a whole other mm-hmm. side of the kids, I had no idea how sheltered they were huh. um just but to kind of finish where the whole thing for you then like grade eleven yeah. Grade eleven becomes it's like I think they kind of do the same thing as grade nine and ten. It's just again a river trip where they're like kayaking and they pack all their gear in with them, Mm -hmm. and it's five days. And then the seniors always go to Australia, and like so the the tasks become more difficult. Like they they're so like in grade eight the solo time is just like two hours out in the woods, Mm -hmm. and by the time they're uh, in grade twelve it's like a full day and a full night by themselves.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's um, awesome. yeah. Do do like you said, like the kids did, didn't want to do it, like you know, or they would choose to opt out if they could. Yeah. Is, is that do you know is that the case for like the older ones too? Like once they experience a lot of it, or
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I'd be really interested in that.
1: Me too. Actually, since you posed that question, because our kids were just like, I mean, I was totally surprised, like terrified of bugs. Uh, we've got, right. we just got a small amount of water, you know, to last us in the middle. And they're like washing, their, they're like washing their hands constantly. And it's like you cannot be washing your hands. Like we have no water. You know. totally don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> trying to like none of them wanted to like some of them would poop in the woods and then because there's one night when our camping goes back to like towards the base camp because we have like a whole logistics team who's like like a base camp for us in case something goes wrong or, or whatever. Um. So there's one night where you actually get to go to like a campground because you like trekking through Uh this national park. So we go through the base camp one night, and there's an actual bathroom. So you could. So many kids were just trying not to poop for like two or three days, so they (laughs) 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 so they could make it to the bathroom. Uh, You know, it rained a bit. Like they're just totally, totally soft. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I had no clue. Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. And that's called. You said
1: that's called Chadwick. Is that Chadwick? Yeah. Chad Chadwick. Okay. Yeah, what a
0: visionary woman. Totally. That yeah, was.
1: absolutely. And apparently, the I don't know the details, but the, what I've been told is that the the program in California is way uh-huh. more intense. Like it's a more yeah, it's a stronger outdoor element.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's that's super cool. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That goes on my list of of dream school
0: uh, things. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. For sure. Because, I mean, that would be awesome to do with the kids here, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, how crucial with those kids. I was thinking the
1: same thing. I was like, that would that would be revolutionary in Columbia, man. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, 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 and I'm sure you assume this, but, like, obviously, no cell phones for five kids. Right, yeah. And, awesome. And the parents, oh, awesome. And the parents have to accept that, too. Like, that's another thing. Like, the school has right. a bit of a backbone. So, like, you know, the parents want right. to have, the, like, there's only, the school provides, like, one iPhone for the instructors. Okay. Right, and some of the parents are like we we need that number, and they're like, "Well, tough love, because you're not getting it. Like, <laughs> you're not going to be calling these instructors and texting them like every right. day, want to know right. this and that. Yeah.
0: How's my little boy doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's awesome that the school. Then you know, it's nice when when you have small. <laughs> You know, like your principles. When it's not like too grandiose. When you have like these kind of, this is what we do. And if you don't like it, you know, find another school. We wish you all the luck, best of luck, kind of thing. I think that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So that's that's awesome. What was the
1: best part of it? For you. All right, I've got two things for you. Okay. All right. So one day. Yeah. Because as the teacher, we're just kind of there for moral support, you know. Because we know the kids really well. <laughs> because the instructors are yeah. totally professional. Like I was really impressed how good they are with kids and how professional they are. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you know they're they're radical people. Like they like my instructors. They do this for a few months, and then after this, the guy's going to mm-hmm. go to Alaska, and he works there for a few months doing like boat trips, and then okay, and then he takes the the fall off to travel, and then he goes to. Uh, Montana to do ski stuff so I mean it's just you know they're really living on the edge like that um like really dedicated to that yeah. lifestyle kinda of like hippie almost I guess mm-hmm. um so the point being they're you know obviously as far as the outdoor knowledge goes they're really good but they actually have teaching knowledge like you know I heard them saying things about difference between yeah. like kinesthetic learners and you know even though that stuff might not be legit <laughs> just the fact that <laughs> just the fact that they right. have that they're aware of it exactly So I was impressed and they're really patient with the kids, like I was just really impressed. So anyway, with that being said, the point is, Uh you know, in the afternoons after we have tracked, you know, we usually get up really early in the morning and then we do our several kilometers hiking and we set up camp again. Um, Sometimes I just have some free time to go explore, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so I would do that obviously and um, I went off in the woods one day and I just, you know, being a kid like I always was out in the woods by myself. I saw some rocks, like a big cliff. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check Uh, that out. I just kept going and I found this perfect little rock that kind of overlooked the valley and it was just like a little meditation rock, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I made my way Uh, back to camp and
0: uh,
1: Connor, who was the guy, um, Uh, I was like, yeah, if you want to take them down, I I saw a cool little place. So we took the kids and there's 12 of them in a group. Two of them were cooking. It was already supper time. So they were cooking dinner and Mm -hmm. um, so we took 10 kids and they were just so loud. You know, they're adolescents, <laughs> right. just like, you know, just like so loud and just so uncoordinated, trying to walk on, a, on kind of like a steep slope and climbing up a hill. And we finally get to this place and we were sitting there and I was like, man, this is so different than when I was here. Cause when I was there, I was just, <laughs> it was so quiet, you know?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, so the guy Connor, he was like, all right guys, I got a challenge for you. We're going to stay quiet for three minutes. Ooh. and so you know they' they were very compliant, they're not bad kids at all, yeah. and so they were no, and probably a minute into it, you know it was just so powerful to me because all of a sudden I knew that they would realize how loud they are mm-hmm. because all mm-hmm. of a sudden you can hear the birds and you can hear the wind <laughs> right. and it's just yeah. a, it's just an over like you could feel the power of nature basically, you know ah. and I, and, I could, and I looked over as this was going on, and I could see girls like you know, a girl, she was like checking her watch. She was like totally uncomfortable to just be quiet for even a minute, Mm -hmm. much less three minutes, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so after the three minutes was up, I was, you know, we just kind of asked them some questions and that, that (laughs) moment was just very powerful to me because I asked them, do y'all realize how loud we as humans are? Like we're totally unconscious and we just disturb (laughs) everything, you
0: know? Everything. (laughs) Yes.
1: And they, and they did realize it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that stood out to me at the very end, um, you know, there's a protocol every night. We always sit in a circle and have dinner together and we have a reflection. And so we mm. were doing the reflection over the entire trip and it was just seeing, it was incredible to see how much the kids had pouted and kind of whined throughout the entire trip mm. and, and to see them be grateful at the end. You know, they had to pick a word that described how they felt and, um, you know, some of them that stood out, like one, one kid said grateful, you know, I'm just so grateful for my bed and my shower and <laughs> unlimited water and
0: <laughs> toilet paper
1: <laughs> yeah things that they just totally that everybody not just them every
0: yeah
1: you know every every urbanized human probably takes for uh, Great. granted. oh that's awesome so to see that growth and, and to see them get tougher actually like you know the last day was a, a good hot you know strong hike it was uphill right. and, and um, they got stronger every day like you know you know, you just you know they're they're privileged kids and they're never put in a position to truly. That was another thing that stood out to me. I was like, wow, their athletic teams must not be like anything like what I grew up with because <laughs> because they would realize they would have struggled like this at some point before.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so inspired, man. Like I was like, man, I want to get involved with this program. I want to I want to learn, like, start to participate and and have right. a, a greater hand in organizing it and all that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and like really. Some that's and and that's that's a once a year thing, there kind of thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would be just so powerful to do more than that, I would imagine. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, once per semester at least, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and and, and, yeah, as I explained to you earlier, like the kayaking they did was just super basic, just like getting in the lake and like learning maneuvers because next Mm -hmm. year they got to go down a river, like it's going to be. And the the climbing was very basic. They learned how to like belay and you know just kind of get up a rock, and it gets you know it gets more difficult each year.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm I'm inspired just sitting here. (laughs) I the the one thing I was thinking about is like that's the cool thing about uh, just the lives we have here with our kids because we went on uh, because we get to do hikes over at the the finca, Mm -hmm. and. my my sweet little three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, she, we did this, it's a river hike. It's just, it's through the river, and it's probably, I don't, it takes forever, but it's because they're so little, <laughs> so I really don't know how long, how, how far, it's probably like a kilometer or something, but she did the yep. whole thing on her, she walked the entire time in the river, and uh, we were super proud of her, with her, and she had a little uh, stuffed animal that she was taking with her, too, She's she was walking <laughs> with her. That was awesome. <laughs> and she dropped that in the river a couple of times, I had to save it. Uh, so, but one time I almost didn't, so that would've been a bad day. But uh, it was super cool, so it's just, we're, I always just reflect on how blessed we are with, with them and, and just everything that they're able to to do that most kids just don't even, I mean, especially if you wanna say like privileged kids, you know, so privileged kids don't really get to do that specifically that much of the time, I don't think.
1: Yeah, could you do something like that with the kids in Colombia? you think, or do you think there would be so much parental backlash?
0: Well, now it's um, it's to do a field trip. Uh, it's super tough, and then like actually, we were told that we can't do any more end of year finca trips. So, well,
1: I I, I'm not even familiar with that. What was did you do that in elementary before, or what?
0: We we yeah, we used to do every every grade level at the end of the year would do would maybe take the kids to a finca for like an end of year celebration or like go to a club like Club Capestre or something like that. Um, okay but they, they banned those, so we can't do those anymore. Wow, um, what's the logic? Uh, I, th- I think it has to be like specifically educational, and then, so I could probably get around that with the Finca stuff, um, mm. and maybe I will actually. I'll actually look into it, but it takes a month to do the the paperwork. Like, you have to have a paramedic that goes with you, um, and then like there has to be a bunch of different stuff. They The, the government actually made all these changes to the, the laws, I think, so. Okay. But actually, that's a good idea. I might just do that. Then. I'll, I'll look into that.
1: Yeah. You know, Colombia's is famous for its, like, absurd amount of red tape, I've been told. It's like so many different malls. I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. they're. I, I call them frictionists. <laughs> they like friction. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think friction brings jobs. You know, the more friction you have, the more jobs you have. And yeah. Maybe yeah, the, more corrupt, the more corruption you can – I mean, if you want to take that silence.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go there, but I was thinking the same thing. Like – so many laws for a country that probably doesn't obey a large majority yeah, of them, right? Exactly.
0: You know? What was fast What was interesting is uh, I don't know if it's interesting or not. Uh, but um, the, in our little town, they built this road, and it's just—it's the. T- it's, there's no purpose for the road <laughs> really. It's just. Uh, it was. It, it was. It. It really. It serves no purpose. It's not really like a traffic flow thing or anything. Um, and it was over this beautiful green flat um prairie kind of field i mean it's a very short road mm-hmm. um and, and it curves it like does like four curves it's like this s road <laughs> and i was just like oh man they can't even build a straight road like that was my thought my thought was just like they can't do it it's like no linear i can't do linear <laughs> stuff can't do but then my father my father-in-law is like oh they probably did that so they they could bleed more money out of the, the town uh, gotta use that pavement." And, and more time and I, that didn't even occur to me i was like oh okay that makes more sense I guess. he's like they'll probably say something about the river or something but that's it's just because they wanted more money so, so, yeah. but it's a nice road it's fair it's two lanes if you can believe it in colombia it's two lanes going one way like they did not plan that but at some uh-huh. point at the end they were just like yeah let's just make it one way you know there's I don't think there's a two lane, one way road in Colombia. Like I don't, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> Maybe Las Palmas. Maybe the the, the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> the side road. There is no side road that size in this country. Oh man. So. Yeah. And then, uh,
1: what's that? No, I was just I was just making conversation. Go ahead. Tell me. Oh, no, no, I didn't hear.
0: I, I I was curious how your master's stuff is going. Are you like ending ending?
1: Yeah, like this week everything's due.
0: Ooh. So what's your pro, what are you doing? What's your project?
1: Um, the effects of project based learning on student motivation, trans, like we, we kind Ooh, of want, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's, like I've been, I just, I'm at the end of a, of a PBO unit right now, kind of at the end. I mean, it was really, every time I do something for the first time, it's always not great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Like I totally knew that was yeah, gonna happen. you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I mean a I'm hot, ha- hot mess. I'm happy with it. It's a hot mess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh good, good. I mean, I'm happy considering like I don't know if I'm working with the design teacher like in this like IB curriculum. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how their protocols are going to turn out like I don't know, maybe I have I have high expectations, but I'm a realist mm-hmm. at the same time in some mm-hmm. contexts and like I was like, "All right, well if out of eighty kids, I get like I don't know a few like good prototypes. Huh. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Like you know, <laughs> so I don't I don't know what kind of prototypes they're gonna make, but I know their knowledge is really good because I just like he's assessing the prototype building and I'm assessing the knowledge base like from okay. a social studies perspective. And I've been really I'm impressed with what they know. I mean, okay. they at least, um, yeah, they've they've at least added a lot of. Yeah, it's it's kind of like. Lower-level knowledge, but nonetheless they're mm-hmm. um, the reason I put value on it is because it's about sustainability And it's about topics okay. that are gonna impact the future So like if you're gonna have rote yeah. memorization about something or just kind of just researching okay. and memorizing stuff It's a good thing to have in your head at least like they're totally they're yeah. more aware now, but a- As I was on that outdoor ed trip like I, I you know the way I assessed them as I had like a sit-down interview with them And I had a rubric obviously mm-hmm. Um but I just was like really digging in and seeing like, what do you know and how deeply do you know it? Because my criteria or my uh, standard says it's very open. It says they have to have in this particular, like one, we have four criteria in social studies and one of them is mm-hmm. not knowing and understanding and like the two like sub parts or you know, I always forget the jargon, whatever benchmarks mm-hmm. or whatever you call mm-hmm. them. One is yeah. to, to simply use uh vocabulary in context and the other one is like, using uh, descriptions, explanations, and examples and how deeply and how like uh, developed those descriptions, explanations, and examples are. Mm-hmm. So I made them pick their own um, key terms. I'm like, all right, you chose this topic and you created your own research question, so now you've been researching mm-hmm. for like three or four weeks. You tell me, you should know more than I know about the topic. In the beginning, I'm right. so you pick what are the key terms and they should be things that I don't really know. Like If, they're, if you really have a deep understanding, there should be things that are so specific to your topic that you kind of got to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. so that part um yeah like when I interviewed like I gave them some formative feedback and then the summative was like a what like they're really intense interviews like I didn't I didn't want it to be that long to be honest with <laughs> you but but they all end up being like 15 or 20 minutes and uh oh, just because okay. of you know like we're in Korea so they take it really seriously like they mm-hmm. you know they study more than uh, you know the quote the average student in the U.S. probably would okay um yeah and it's just me like I like they have a yeah I'm just working with this guy like in the design cycle they have to have a design brief which says kind of what they're going to do and so within that design brief I said okay well you got to have these key terms like you've had a formative with me and yeah these key terms Mm -hmm. look good. Now they have to be in that design brief. So I just would read their brief and then um, I would write down a bunch of questions based on what I read and based on their key terms and then just kind of probe how much they know and it's just a conversation pretty much. Okay. Awesome.
0: That's really cool. And and what are they making? You said they were iterating stuff? What are they? Yeah, um, Joey there at, at uh,
1: Columbus, or yeah Columbus, mm-hmm. um, he's really good at PBL, man. Like, and so I met with him yeah. a few times, but um, yeah, I'm not, the, I'm not as good as he is yet. So, you know, at Columbus they're very much, uh, at least on Joey's thing, they were like really specific about what they were going to make. All right, you're going to make something about renewable energy or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas mm-hmm. when I was working with the design teacher here, he wanted it to be like super open open-ended. So you know yeah. I, we just as a class for a couple of weeks talked about general problems with uh, like uh, I, I would just say sustainability in general could be deforestation mm-hmm. or water scarcity or whatever and then within that great mm-hmm. scope they picked their topic and created a question. So with that being said mm-hmm. the thing they're gonna make is totally specific to their topic. Oh awesome. Right yeah. and so what I'm trying to do now is because I'm kind of winging it to be honest with you like I have a general idea <laughs> but um yeah. So they're like, all right, well I want to pull, yeah, like carbon dioxide is causing global warming and I want to get carbon dioxide out of the air. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know how you're going to build a prototype cause it, <laughs> we want them to have a testable prototype. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But it can be a simulation. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. um, like there's, there's apparently some ideas of how you could pull carbon dioxide out of the air. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, just like, trying to think of a specific example, but I think some kid was talking about like pulling carbon dioxide and methane out of there, And I was like, I don't know. Well, maybe if you're going to simulate that, you could just do it in a very basic. Cause like this particular student I'm thinking about has like a tremendous, like he's like a little genius. Like he, he can blow your mind telling you about it. Right. Uh-huh. But I don't know how he's actually going to make this thing. So I'm like, well how mm-hmm. can you make a thing that would demonstrate it? And then you can kind of, cause they have to present it to like you can fill in. Uh, you can tell them how it would work on the real scale, but maybe when you're demonstrating it, it's just using like ping pong balls or something like that. Mm-hmm. And filtering. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Who, who do they present it to? Just a class or a panel? Or?
1: They're going to present it to high school kids. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it'll probably be, <clears throat> and they're really nervous about it, which is what I wanted. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we as teachers are nervous about it too so we also yeah. didn't want it to be super high stakes for us where it's like oh you're going to present the parents and mm-hmm. like the head of the school because it might not be super great and then we feel like it is you know so you find <laughs> a you find a balance yeah. um, and one thing like the grade 6 students had to present to our grade 8 students and it was kind of mm-hmm. like this, the grade 8 students would come in and it was like a gallery walk and they would just ask mm-hmm. questions so I think we're going to set up something like that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And they're nervous and then, about, it. like, they don't want to present yeah. high
0: school kids, like, they are no. there.
1: So it adds good stress, like,
0: that's good. Some stress, stress is good, but but they're still wanting to do it in some way, or is it still they're they're just like, no, I don't, I I have no interest in presenting this.
1: Oh, they wouldn't, they definitely would not present it if they yeah. had the choice. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But um, because my research is due and I needed my data, <laughs> uh, we're still kind of doing it. But I could, but you know, my my thing was just. I was comparing um, their performance just in a super basic way. I'm just going to compare grades mm-hmm. from a, like a regular unit to this unit. Right. Yeah. Which was, you know, on a side note, it was kind of hard to do because I don't really give a traditional unit. I'm always doing something this kind of project-based mm-hmm. on the list. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and their interest, like – so I just gave them like a Likert – you know what Likert scale is? Did you do yep. that when you did yeah. your research? Yeah. yeah. So – and uh, I haven't gone super deep with it. I just kind of glanced at it. But it did look like they enjoy like. They seem to be a bit more challenged, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, I think the question is like, do you think it's important? Like, do you think what you're learning is important? And that mm-hmm. seems to at least, at least a little bit has gone up. So okay.
0: that's super. So it's yeah. nice. But
1: but they would not choose to present for sure. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I guess that's that's probably just a normal thing because mm-hmm. people don't like talking in front of people anyway. Kind of Death over speeches, right? Isn't that the yeah. Same. What have you been doing lately? Um, let's see. Trying not to have like you know existential crises or crises. Is that what it is? Sometimes in, I'm in your, like just in myself, in myself, in uh-huh. myself, in you know, because like yesterday was a good example. I was kind of sitting there and like the enormity of the job, kind of. And just like where we are in society and like what's happening with the kids and like Just you know just all of that kind of hit me just as I was sitting there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was just it was pretty overwhelming like I was actually getting fairly emotional just kind of sitting there I was like man, you know, this is tough <laughs> This is like and I just have them for 180 days. and Like are they gonna be okay as as people, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of my 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 worry um, is just Based on what, I mean, like I said, I think I said before, it's like they they have all this access to our world and just and not the ability to process stuff. Um, so, like, I had them looking for we we're doing a poetry unit, so they were looking for song lyrics. So I was trying to connect, you know, make it cool or whatever. Um, and I'm like, you know, if you if you run into songs and looking at lyrics that you know that are not appropriate, you know, I just ask you to you know find a new song. You know, I trust you to do that. So, so I'm walking over, and this one kid's just writing down. I was like, "No, you don't have to copy the lyrics, guys. It's just this is about thinking about lyrics. You know, big ideas, all the stuff we're working with poetry." And then he's like, he's, he puts his hand over the screen, and I'm like, "Oh God, like, what's, what's going on?" Like, they look, they no, it was rap. It was rap. It was yeah. uh, it was American rap, and it was just just chock full of just swear words and stuff, uh-huh. and like that. I mean, that's not a big deal. That's that's a very small thing. Which is the fact that he didn't abandon it and look at something else. It just was. It's just all that stuff worries me for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, because it is. It's really intense language, and then just like um, and just so anti woman. <laughs> just so. Yeah. And they don't, and they don't get it, and they're like, "No, I just like the beat." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you're still listening, and you're still understanding what they're saying on some level, and it's still making your views of women or of yourself, if you're a woman listening to that, you know, just less." And it's just, it's right. just so sad. Um, and you can't convince kids of anything. I, I think right. you know they have to kind of figure that stuff out for themselves. Um, come on.
1: <laughs> it's got uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but. You just gotta plant seeds, dude. You, you do, you, it, yeah. You do what you can, and
0: yeah. But then you just hope that those seeds are then cultivated later by other educators. You know, like I, yeah. I so I don't know. I don't know. So, so sometimes that, you know, that sometimes it, then it feels a little f- futile. You're like, well, if this isn't being addressed going forward ever, then will it do anything? You know, mm-hmm. Is that the. The funny thing was uh, this girl. She's like can we listen to this song and I'm like what song I mean What are the lyrics because I like them? You know sometimes I get to listen to music in, uh, during break time or whatever. Mm-hmm. and uh, she goes oh, it's just about this She's like the guy he's walking in the club and all the girls are checking him out and I was like well is are they looking at him because he treats women with respect and, and is kind towards them. Of course. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. And I was like, well then no, like, no, you can't listen. To him.
1: <laughs> of course they so were. Great. They were like, look at that guy. He's, so He's such a gentleman.
0: Look at that. That's so great. <laughs> That's so great. Cause that sells, man. Um, and then I've, uh, so that was, but this, this thing I'm going to try. Um, Cause I'm, I started to read a book it sounds like you're do you know is your school like is it defined as a progressive education Do you know or I don't know Because um, I started reading a book about I'm just in the very early stages of it anyway, but it's um it's about the Park Day School in Oakland I don't know if you've ever heard of that school before mm-hmm. um, But there's a guy that his first teaching experience was there, and then he started running it um, like 10 years later and, and I think he just passed away. He was about 60. He died of cancer, but it's kind of his 40-year journey at the school that he was there when it started and kind of was with it for, for that long. Um, and it's, it's it seemed like a pretty inspiring thing just reading the, the first part of, like, just the first, first chapter or whatever. Um, but he mentioned that, like, they thought they were doing all this new cool stuff. And just like, you know, that they were really forward thinking and and awesome. And then he started reading like John Dewey um, and kind of some of the other early 20th century uh, progressive educators. And it's all their stuff. It's like, it's like all of the stuff, were, like project-based learning, like that was Dewey's idea, and there's like back in the in the early 1900s. And, yeah, uh, exactly. And but what happened was that um, progressive education, so progressive education was like huge and it was very popular in the states. Um, it was all about like kids being, you know, kids and natural and learning on their own pace and like you're not conforming to anything. You're just like there and in the moment. And uh, and then like I think around World War II. And the fear of communism and liberalism, like it, it, all got put down. Like you're like, oh, they're a bunch of permissive, you know, communists that are running that are running this education and it's poisoning our kids. And so, progressive progressivism just got wiped out almost completely. And it's now just in small pockets, like on the east and west coast, I guess, and some in the Midwest. Um, but that, I was just I, that that depressed me. <laughs> that we were close you know like if that mm-hmm. like just what a huge difference like it would be you know we can all say like you know play hindsight 2020 or whatever. but um, I would imagine that would be an enormous difference uh, in society if th- if we would have went that route as a nation um, mm-hmm. at that point just in the 40s I mean just imagine what would have happened kind of thing or it could be worse you never know <laughs> yeah I mean
1: when you get into the the talk about like education in the U.S., it's daunting, isn't it? Like it's yeah, it's daunting, man. Yeah. Like I mean, all the all the great stuff about the Nordic countries. I don't even know if you can do that stuff in the states. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the context is very different.
0: Yeah, well, that's the the subtitle of the book because it's, it's called uh, "Loving Learning: um, How Progressive Education Could Save American Schools." So I think it's it's this guy's kind of treatise on how the states could do it. Kind of thing and that it is being done on some level in some schools mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I will continue reading it and keep keeping a posted about it um, but something I like that's really bothering me um, <laughs> in my class is because I I, I I have such diversity of interests and levels you know um, and care and whatever and so it's like I, I just I'm like, why am I sitting them down as a group and teaching them one thing about one area of reading per se? So like right now we're doing poetry. It's like, why am I, why am I forcing 22 all 22 kids to sit and listen to me for about 10 minutes, talk about poetry and strategies to understand poetry, like, like. Like, what is the purpose of that? Especially because I probably have about five kids who are interested in this, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. 17 who just don't, they don't care. And like, right. I'm trying to make them care, but like, wouldn't isn't it, A, isn't it easier for me on some level to be working with them on things that they care about, like naturally, and then helping them bridge those things to more and more rigorous things that are more and more, you know that they can explore more or something like that mm-hmm. so I've been thinking about this and I so what I'm going to do um, for our next unit is I'm going to let them design the unit like on their own um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give them some structure um, like these are our standards these are some learning progressions <clears throat> excuse me like when it comes to reading um, like the, with the the Lucy Calkins units, like she's the kind of the guru of, of readers and writers workshop that we do. Um, and we follow their, their units of study. Uh, but she has these learning progressions for reading. Um, so I'm gonna have them pick like four of those different areas of learning uh, when it comes to reading skills and strategies. And then um, four standards and kind of mix those together to create their own unit and expectations of themselves for like the next six weeks. Um, And then they can read any genre they want and so um, I wouldn't be I would not bring the whole group back for a mini lesson ever unless they all needed it Like if they all Mm -hmm. needed the same thing Then I would do that, but it'll be a lot of small group work um, one-on-one stuff. Um, So I'm pretty excited about that uh, to see how that that works and to see if that does Kind of interest them more because I gave them um, I was wanting to be a little Action researchy about it. Um, so I gave them kind of a Likert, scale, a Likert scale thing about workshop. And what was interesting is I asked them, do, are they engaged in the mini lesson? And I, got, and I gave them a one through 10 scale. And most, I, every kid was over a five. Which I was totally shocked by. I was like, are you really? <laughs> Super. <laughs> I'm doing something well. Um, so like, most everybody was over five, so I was like, that's a huge win. And then the next question was, um, I'm engaged in my independent work. And that was spread out everywhere from one to ten. Mm-hmm. which Which tells me that, yes, they see what we're doing is important they're interested in the moment when I'm teaching them, but then when they're trying to transfer it on their own, they just have no capabilities because, A, they might not be interested in the content or they don't see themselves being able to do it or something. So I think Mm -hmm. if they get more control over it, um, then they'll be more likely to be, you know, in the moment and and working on stuff and seeing that they can do it or or wanting to, for that matter. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens like as you tell me that stuff
1: like some of these questions come to mind like one question i have is if you're the only one doing that what is it what's going to be the effect like yeah in other words are you like <laughs> i think it's good i'm not saying you shouldn't yeah. do it but mm-hmm. i'm just wondering like if you're the only guy in five years of their education that's ever done that yeah and, and if they don't get that again like
0: and what's i, I the guess point? i'm saying
1: well no i think i think you should do it but <laughs> no, i'm just saying I mean, like for it to truly because i think well, they've been conditioned to not even, yes. maybe even understand what you're doing and why you're yeah. doing it, and that it's just so foreign to them, probably. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, almost like I don't know. I don't. Know, this is probably not a great example, but did you ever see that show, um, The Wire?
0: Uh, the first couple seasons,
1: yeah. Like, there's this one moment where they like the police. You know, they're not supposed to do this, but they basically give a a zone where they could sell drugs for free. Okay, yeah. And the guys in the streets were just like, what are you doing? This is not how it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to chase us, and we're supposed to do this and play your role. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I I think what you're doing is really awesome. But I also am like, man, you would need a school community that's on board with that. and that It just happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just one person doing it.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's the case. And, I, and that's why I, I, I think about that as well. It's it's like it's kind of what I was saying before. It's like if if they don't experience some of this stuff before and then they don't experience it after, then like what's the what is like you hope something sticks, but like you said, it, it does take a it takes the whole community um, to really be behind something. But that being said, I think if I do it and then there's success with it um then i have some footage you know i have i I have the ability then to to try and make change i guess you know and get other people interested in it and kind of start small from there um Mm -hmm. but you know that's always a thing like i just yeah just changing culture is just so daunting Mm -hmm. that was what in this creating innovators book they were talking about oh i wish i this college, I think it's called Owen. I can't remember, but the, it's it's a cool. It's a college in the states, and they they force you to do um, kind of a master's in humanities and engineering. Like you have to do both. It's a really kind of forward thinking, uh, almost maybe progressive uh, education. And the first thing they tried to do was go to every major institution to just make their own college like on the institution. Like as a department, like, you know, you would go to instead of, you know, you you, you would sign up for the humanities engineering department kind of thing. Uh, And no one accepted them. Like no one, they went to every major university and everyone was like, no, uh, no, we're not going to do that. Um, Because it was such a change in their belief system. Because it was all cross-disciplinary, project-based stuff. uh, And the colleges were like, no, we wouldn't, we have no interest in that. (laughs) So so they they just started their own. Because sometimes they said, like, when you, when it's, that's the easiest way to, change is just starting like you know going to this place where it doesn't exist where that culture doesn't exist so mm-hmm. so we'll see it'll, it'll, it, it I will at least feel good about what I'm doing kind of thing and be able to to know that that's fitting with kind of who I'm turning into at this point um, and to see how that goes just to kind of test it out no
1: no I think you'd yeah absolutely <coughs> um, I wanted to ask you also like with the yeah. poetry thing is that like part of the standards or what
0: yeah we um In the Common Core Standards, there's like one word that says poetry in there. Um, And so we've been pretty heavy, uh, we've had some pretty heavy units (laughs) of study, like World War II and the historical fiction, which is pretty, I think it's it's meaty stuff. Um, And so we wanted something that was, you know, a little quote-unquote lighter or whatever, and they'd never seen poetry before, um, you know, in a a way that was studied. Uh, So we wanted to at least give it a try and introduce them to it and see just kind of how it went so,
1: like because with that being said I was curious like assuming that you had to teach poetry just uh-huh. example, um, like because you were saying you know I'm teaching this to like 20-something kids and some of them are mm-hmm. totally non interested what do you think should be com- what is it called compository or like uh, some or compulsory? Is, compulsory?
0: compulsory is that
1: compulsory exactly what do you think should be compulsory
0: <sighs> that's yeah. an excellent question mr um uh what do you force i, I almost think uh, that's tricky <laughs> like literacy <laughs> i guess L- literacy yeah. yeah literacy is important <laughs> writing is yeah liter- reading writing math but like to the idea of of you have to to like of, in a very general sense i guess all foundational knowledge how's that <laughs> um, on some sense what you would want kids to walk away with I mean that would be like what do you want them to be as as humans as they leave kind of thing and 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 trying to give them experiences in order for them to kind of be successful with that I guess
1: yeah
0: I wrote on the board oh go ahead sorry
1: I'm sorry yeah. I was just thinking mm-hmm. like because on one level, I totally agree with you about it should be like this natural thing that they're interested in. Right. Mm-hmm. But now after this outdoor ed experience, I'm like, no, you have to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. They would never choose it. Like 99% of them would not choose to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I don't know. I feel intuitively like, you know, you have to do this. Like you, this is sometimes the adult does know a bit more than you do. And this yeah,
0: for sure. The, yeah. Yeah. No. And you're right. There has to be some, some place for that. And I'm wondering if there's a separation between, like, because that's such a, a natural experience and it, that's humans in nature and that's who we are. you know what I mean? Whereas all the stuff we're doing is like the academic stuff, that's stuff we've created. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean? So I almost like see us you know, like math and I guess science, we didn't create science, we're just it. But math, we created math to understand the world. Like, that, like if we left the earth, math would disappear with us. Because like, someone okay. else could come in and, and change the system and, and do it differently. But with science, like physics is physics. Like you couldn't, like you would still observe the same stuff if you came in later, kind of like. Um, and then reading, writing, all that stuff is something that we've, and obviously different cultures have it different ways and like, mm. you know. Um, but if that's interesting, like I, I wonder if there's something I don't know. I don't know what I would compel kids to do, <laughs> I don't, but that's interesting. like I really, I mean, empathy. <laughs> like yeah. Having real empathy, serving, I think serving people, like, you know, I think I would compel kids to serve, like to serve the poor and to do things, you know, for the world and to make the world a better place kind of thing. I think I would compel that. Like, you can do whatever you want, but you know, and I think what it is, it's like you, you want to put them in situations in which they feel compelled to learn and be better at something so that they can do something greater, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, maybe forcing some some situations along the way that that help with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be really kind of interesting to, to kind of be in on and figure out.
1: What did you say? You, were, you wrote on the board?
0: Oh, I wrote... <laughs> I wrote the only the only thing special and unique about us is our experiences. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we don't have to talk about it. You don't have to agree or disagree. It's just, you know, because it was like right before lunch. I was like, you know, just, just, just take away. You know, whatever you want, kind of. Thing. And uh-huh. so they wanted they wanted to talk about it. And it was pretty interesting. Um, because you know, it's it's no f- fun arguing with ten year olds. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no joy in it because uh-huh. they just they think they're right without any sort of for evidence and it's hard for them to think abstractly it's just it's that's not their thing you know it's just their brain usually is not capable of doing it so a lot of them were like no that's just that's not true because I have my thoughts and I was like well your your thoughts come from your experiences yeah. <laughs> like no but if I read books then I was like well you read those books probably based on your experiences from before. <laughs> and then there was this one girl's like yeah no I totally agree with you mr. And I was like, oh, thanks.
1: and then the next day I
0: came in I was like I wasn't wrong fingerprints as well fingerprints are something that's unique to us as well. So, yeah.
1: hey did and you did. did you that reminds me did you see that article I don't know if you had a chance to read it um, yes I did
0: yeah but go ahead I, sorry
1: well I don't know if I remember how to say it but it was essentially saying like I don't know like the way I interpreted it was like your schematic framework is it like a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how did they mm-hmm. say it. I'm not I'm not sure if I remember. It, but.
0: That seemed that seemed right. Like yeah, yeah, or the neural whatever the connections are in your brain yeah. and everything.
1: Yeah, but yeah. that's that's created by experience, totally right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, mm-hmm. just so crazy. I don't know. So I don't think. Uh, who knows if, if they'll. But that's why, like, choosing what you do, like you talk about, you know, like. Why am I sitting watching TV right now when I could be doing something else? Like that's why that stuff is so hugely important. It's like, especially when you can start controlling your own experiences. It's like, what do you choose to do, like, mm. and and what that effect is happening. Um, and then when you look at school, and then you you have these forced experiences. But everything is a forced experience. So like, what is that doing to to, to people? Um, and children and stuff so I think all of the stuff is is like uber fascinating and and I don't know. It's just it's so big <laughs> And that's like what the kids with the I was talking to my team I get pretty dramatic sometimes <laughs> But I was like it's like it's like the other thing that worries me is that you know Society is opening up these like pits of hell, you know for these kids to just fall into, and we're here, like trying to, like, I'm just trying to drag them away from the edge, you know, of, of falling uh-huh. into the abyss. Like, that's uh-huh. what I, I feel like on a, on a daily basis, kind of thing. Like. But, like, that's what it is. It's like this if they're experiencing this just crap over and over and over again, that's doing something to who they are as a person, kind of thing. Like. So, yeah. like,
1: w- like the force, like, when okay, like when you say the force experience, oh, like, you mean, like, yeah. School- like school in general, like in other words, you you have to go to this, like you have to, you, I don't know, you end up in grade five with, with Mr. Light. Like, that's a forced yeah. experience, or what do you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, you have, they have no choice over that. That's a, f- okay. that's forced.
1: And like, what would be a pit of hell? Like, what would be one of those?
0: Uh, I think the internet, like, for yeah. all its its goodness, it's, if it's, if you're not monitored, like, see, that's the thing that's like, I want, I, I believe that that children can be trusted and can be responsible. Um, and I'll give you a quick anecdote, anecdote on that. I've been working my ass off on trying to com- to really build like community and responsibility and letting them know I trust them and care about them and like that they're able to do stuff and dah, 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 dah. And so every day we start with a, I just, I put the clock on the board um, through the computer that we just projected, And then we start the day with community circle Um, And they're just expected to be in their seats at 745 and I don't Harass them or harangue them about anything and they if they come in late They're just supposed to sit down quietly and join the group Um, And those are the expectations has been every day and like it's just it's it's been super good. So uh, Friday morning, I left the car lights on um, And found out at around 740. So I was like oh crap. I gotta go and try and Get it and get back in time Mm -hmm. and I was late it was like seven forty-five and thirty seconds. And Like normally, they would have given me shit about it. <laughs> they would have been like, ah, da, 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 da. they didn't say anything. I sat down, and they had already begun talking. Like to certain, they were going over the schedule and like doing stuff. And so I was so super proud of them. Um, so like that stuff is is doable. Like you you can trust them. But then on the other hand, it's like if I'm on this my computer, and I and I've built these habits, right, of just being distracted or looking at God knows because I've caught a kid typing in like Star Wars triple uh, X like looking at Star Wars pornography if you will okay. at school I didn't, I didn't at, at, huh. at, at school so okay like, in my in my class <laughs> wow. so it's just like so they have this habits you know and it's not the first time that the guy's done it obviously you know um, but to, to, to feel like you could just do that in a class, at school, and have no real filter for that. It's just like it's super troubling, and mm-hmm. so it's like I want to be able to trust them, but when, but then if I'm doubting them, does that affect them in some way that makes them do this? Do You know what I mean? And is it just a cycle of they're proving to me that they can't be trusted on devices because I on some level don't think they can be, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's a super weird thing, and I, and I, and you just, you, being, being teachers, like, you're pretty good with body language, so you're you're looking at kids, and you're like, God, I I just don't think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, based on their body language, and then, so then you walk over to look at their screen, which is just an act of saying, I don't trust you, so it's it's this huge, I've been grappling with this all year kind of thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like I, but like you... I don't know, do you ever, are you on Google Chrome at all or, or on your web browser and you have like extensions? Have you ever messed around with extensions like on your browser? I'm not sure, what would be one? Um, like I have one for uh, screenshots, so I click a button and then I can drag my cursor around and take a screenshot and it saves my Google Drive and, and if you ever go to the Google web store, have you ever been there? You're Chrome way more tech
1: savvy than I am, no? yeah.
0: Well, there's a Chrome web store and you can go and add a bunch of stuff to your browser. Yeah, there's a lot of good educational stuff, um, really cool things that you can put. <clears throat> I have one kid who has like literally like 20-something things on his screen and they all every few seconds do something, like start raining poop emojis <laughs> or like Donald Trump's face or they make a noise. Or they do this, or like it just boots and boots and reboots, and it's so distracting. And I'm like, how yeah. the hell can you do anything? Like, how can you? I don't think he can. He's, he's super, um, I don't, you know, he's just one of those kids where it's just, it's, he's always needing to do something. And so I think that, the, that he's developed this habit of just constantly having information just thrown at him. Um, God, it's all just, yeah. I'm convinced now because, you know,
1: at Columbus, it was essentially one-to-one school. I mean, not officially. Yeah. Yeah. And now at the school I'm at, like everybody, there's never not a kid that doesn't have a Mac. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we're wrong, period. I mean, I just think, <laughs> yeah, I just think because the push was if we could just get a computer in every kid's hand, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I totally agree with you about like the, the distrust thing. But the thing that I tell the kids is I can't control it. Right. And I can't like, I mean, I'm doing my master's work and every 15 minutes I'm taking an active pause. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I'm just being realistic. It's like my uh, maturity came when I was able to get a TV out of my house. Like a million Mm -hmm. times my intuition told me, you got to get TV. You got to get rid of it. You're not going to become the person that you can become if it's in your house Mm -hmm. because you don't, you're not able to control it. You know, like wisdom begins with knowing yourself, right? Mm And now I've got the internet which is so awesome and it's way more addictive. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't, yeah. like you know. Um, yeah. And I just think yeah. we're wrong. Like we're expect, like it is not realistic. It's like saying, yeah, here is pornography and mm-hmm. guns and everything else and you can just choose not to do it and we're just gonna leave it right here in front of you and it's right. like, it's not real, like it's not realistic. And no, I'm not saying that, that you can't utilize the internet on some level, but the idea of every kid having a device and that we're on it all day long, we're wrong. Mm-hmm. We made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you got to go there to realize, yeah, I was wrong. And you say, yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. I was wrong about it. Like, <laughs>
0: right. yeah. so let's go this other direction. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, which is so weird for me to say because <laughs> I've got on the journey of, uh, I think I was the first one to do bring your own device at the school. And then, um, and then I was talking to somebody, I was like, I would ban kids being allowed to bring their phones, like 6 through 12. I was like, there's, I was like, because the amount of peace you would create on some level uh, for them. Like, they'd be obviously outraged about that, like the kids. Um, but just to give them a safe space to list, kind of be disconnected from all that, like that, everything they have on that phone or the, the abilities they have and like the choices they have to make on a constant basis when it comes to their phone. Like just saying, this is why we're doing it. We, you know, we're giving you a break, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. You get to be a kid. <laughs> you, to, you don't have to take a picture of yourself every you know, time you're somewhere and, or take a picture of someone else and then have a decision. Do I post this embarrassing picture about them somewhere? Like, it's just we the, because of these things like the, these kids are just some, some uh, just some and just some awful stuff happens yeah. <laughs> just, just awful.
1: because you know it's funny you say the cell phone thing because I remember being in South Carolina in a high school and I um. thought that the I thought the school was so backwards because they tried to ban cell phones and they did but mm-hmm. everybody had them and I was like you would be way better off bringing the cell phone into class and saying use it to yeah. research something but mm-hmm. I, I think life is about—I uh, don't know. Yeah, you know, life in general is a about balance, but it's also about context. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends. Like you know, yeah, it just, yeah, it yeah. just depends. It and yeah. in the context that we're discussing, like um, I, as an adult, feel—you know—I come home and I'm like, "What am I doing? I've been on a laptop all day, <laughs>
0: right.
1: and here I am on my laptop again." Yeah. And and yeah. it's obviously extremely like. I'm not a Luddite, I'm not against it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm about balance and I think mm-hmm. we are out of balance. Um,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Because not, it's not just me, the kids too, like they are on the laptop all day at school because that's mm-hmm. what we do in class mm-hmm. and you know, and, and even like, think if you're like a paper free classroom, how are you going to do that yeah. if you're not using a laptop or, a, exactly. or an iPad. Exactly. And then they go home and in Korea they go to academy like hogwans, so like they're on it all day mm-hmm. long. Yeah yeah um, that's anti-human to me i don't like it it's,
0: yeah yeah. well that is the theory that we are going to be evolving soon here into some sort of digital like components with you know surgery because you'll be able to do that stuff or, and add pieces to yourself and all that, so.
1: man uh. all right let, let me go off the rails with you here for one second <laughs> okay? all right I'm, here's what i've been playing with a bit lately uh-huh we're so sophomoric i don't know if this is a, I'm, I'm telling you why i say sophomoric i don't know that this is true but i've been told this and i like it so i hope it's true yeah that the word sophomore means a wise mm-hmm. fool
0: okay i think i've heard that before
1: okay so if that is true i'm looking at human as like an animal species that has consciousness mm-hmm. but we don't even know how to manage it like it's been, no. we're like children standing up and what does a child do? You have kids when they stand up, they're stumbling all over the place. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to use the word spiritual cause I don't know what else you would call it. But with all mm-hmm. of our great intelligence, we lack spiritual wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I, and I'm saying this in context of like us evolving into something new, but I, th- mm-hmm. I think that we, I think if, you know, and I'm reading Carl Jung too, so I'm like totally into okay. like subconscious motivations and things like that right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, so much is what drives us is a a fear of dying. Like, we are totally like, if you've peeled mm-hmm. back all the onion layers of what you're constantly avoiding and not looking at, it's a hey, mm-hmm. you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna die. Yeah. And we can't accept that. And and I'm saying that and like, why do we want to become cyborgs and all these things? Like what's driving that? I think it's because we can't accept death. Like we want to become immortal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's our destiny or maybe it's just that we're wise fools and it's like you can't accept the death and it's going to drive you into something Cause every time we tinker with the system, something else gets out of balance. You mm-hmm. know, like if, if we, like someone was telling me the other day, like with like this CRISPR thing, like we can, if, like even if we don't become cyborgs, we can manipulate genes in such a way that we can literally become like superhuman species. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And eliminate disease. Do you, what's going to happen when you eliminate disease? <laughs> right. The population is going to be even crazier than it already is. You know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. We have to call uh, it Mars.
1: Right. We can't accept that. We can't. No. Uh, we can't accept that the natural balance to it. And I could be totally wrong. I'm just sharing an idea with you. Is yeah. that yeah. death is how it stays in order. But we see that mm-hmm. as inhumane and cruel and and uh, savage. And we don't mm-hmm. we're like. No, you're wrong. You nature or God or universe <laughs> or whatever you call it. You're wrong, and we're right, and this is mm-hmm. we're going to achieve immortality through becoming cyborgs, or or through um, or through like gene manipulation. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something I've been thinking well, about. Like
0: at, at least for the rich, you know, at least for the rich, and then maybe well, yeah.
1: else. <laughs> no, but you're you but that's totally true. I mean, it's obviously no. going to be for the rich. But you and I realize. You know, I can't. I can't talk so bad about the wealthy lately. Like no. I know. A, yeah. Since yeah. I found out that I'm the one percent. Like, if you take that, you know, they always talk about like the one percent in the U.S. Yeah. But on a global scale, you and I are the one percent. Oh,
0: for so. sure. Yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. if you, I said something, if you have money in your wallet and money in your bank account, you're in like the top two percent or something like that, or top. Isn't that 1%.
1: incredible? Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's a whole different thing. Obviously.
0: Yeah. But I don't really know how sad it is, quite frankly. But. Um, it's just, it's weird. Um, but to get, go back to what you're thinking, I think I think that that's there's, that's totally true, this whole, this fear of death and everything. And the one thing I heard that was like, it really blew my, I was just like, oh yeah, uh, was, you know, because we, we we worry about like not existing, right? And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just what is that going to be like? It's just not existing. And the person was, I can't remember where I read this, but he's like, you know, before you were born, like you didn't, you didn't exist like you you weren't around like you didn't have any thoughts or anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah It's like I, I had never really thought about that um, And so I that actually made me feel better on some level like but it is true Like I, you start thinking about your own demise or not existing. I, I start to panic just it's just mm-hmm. so weird mm-hmm. So I don't know, this whole idea of just not having thoughts and not being a person. But also the idea of immortality wears me out. Oh my God, that would be so tiring just to be <laughs> alive forever kind of thing. Yeah. Like if there is a heaven and you're there forever, like infinity. Like what does that yeah. mean? And that, that yeah. really boggles my mind. So when I was a kid, that was one of the things that bothered me. I was like, You
1: mean you would go on forever and ever and ever? Like I, I just yeah. couldn't I would question yeah. that even as like an eight year old kid. I was like, I don't know, that sounds weird. I don't know if I could
0: yeah, and, I, I, uh, yeah, go, go ahead go ahead go ahead. No, but just it's just I find all this stuff, so It's such a deep well, and um, Like I, I just tell you I was reading this. I'm still reading it. It's this, these seven brief um, Lessons in physics
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's like 88 pages super and the guy. He's an Italian physicist super Easy like to understand like he does an excellent job of explaining stuff so. And one of the things was, like, showing that picture. Have you seen that picture of the Hubble telescope? Like, it's just a small rectangle, and, like, all these dots are in it. And those no, are all, no. they're all galaxies. Like, they're all galaxies like ours. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just a small area of the screen. And it's billions of billions. And they're, like, well, so this means that there's billions of billions of billions of suns just like ours. And I was, like, oh, God, my God. Like, it's just in this little square or this little rectangle. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you this. this and then they were talking about how some people do think, because I, I thought this theory had gone away, but that maybe the Big Bang was the universe collapsing in on itself. Because, like, black, like, because stars, when they die, they collapse in and become using the same weight and then down to an atom and then explode. And they're like well that could have been the universe and so then if that's the universe like if that's the big bang then how long have we been doing this whole thing mm-hmm. it's just this, mm-hmm. this expanding and contracting and expanding and contracting because this right. probably isn't the first time that we've been right, on this right, merry right. <laughs> but then like is ev- is all of that stuff like that's always been my thought is like is all of that stuff like heaven because like, that's just where you go like do we just kind of transport ourselves along all these different worlds or I don't know you know what I mean like I just I have Mm -hmm. it's just an interesting thing but then to think that we're the only type of beings around is really ludicrous too so I I don't know it's all just so so immense to kind of think about how little and how unimportant you are Mm -hmm. in in really in the big scheme of things Mm -hmm. on a meta level
1: right right (laughs) yeah I mean and then you think about all that And like, so like this week when I was on that trip, Uh I heard the, you know, fighter jets kept flying over and I was totally terrified because I was like, man, the the war's about to start, but they were just doing exercises, you know. Um, And then I was thinking, think about these two guys that could start World War III. One is the leader of the US, one is the leader of North Korea, and think of Mm -hmm. how terrible humans they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe I shouldn't think
0: like that, but or their actions at least what they represent themselves we can we can judge right we can judge actions well
1: i'm just mean terrible in the sense of what they find important and mm-hmm. what they how they judge value and what they could drag us all into okay yeah. so i'm, I'm yeah. having that thought and then i'm on this trip with the most wealthy kids in korea because i mean our school mm-hmm. is the is the most expensive school in korea as i understand yeah. it so you have to assume that you have some of the most powerful families in korea right mm hmm and so when you see these kids on this outdoor outdoor ed trip, they're not bad people, but you're just like it's terrifying. I'm like they're gonna control this country just like those yeah. kids in Colombia are, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: it's like oh my god, these are the people that run the world, <laughs> and they are totally disconnected from reality. They have no clue yeah. what it's like to want for anything or yep. to the, yeah, like it's
0: it's scary. Um, or have a relationship with nature. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like you can you can so clearly see where why we have the problems that we have.
1: Yeah,
0: Like when you think about the people who maybe have, who are in control and have power, like that they, they don't have a, like you, you can't possibly have hiked and camped and loved nature and then run a business in which you know, without a doubt, that you are contaminating the world. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't think there's a chance you could you could do that, like being a human being with those experiences. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, so that's why like that, that forcing kids to do that at least… You know, it'll be in there. Quit, you know. I remember that time I was camped for all that time. Like, why are we just, you know? So that has to be like a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you. I just you. Oh, it's just so, so heavy. <laughs>
1: but so. I wanted to say this too, like these existential things that we're talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Man, if. Yes, we should be having that conversation because yep. what's the point? I mean, I hate to take it like back to education again, but it's no, like yeah, yeah. Do it. if you're not thinking about this, you're failing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And yep. that's the thing. Like, people are like, oh, we got to make them good citizens in a democracy. I mean, yeah, that's kind of important, but it's like, do you like so many adults? And I, again, I'm not saying I'm not one of these adults, I'm just saying right. I'm myself in with that group, but we're totally unconscious. Like, we are yep. wise fools. Yeah. And we think we're leading these kids. Like, mm-hmm. And that's why I just like I try to tie everything into all right. Love is my focus. Love in the like, yeah. uh, what's the what's the Greek word? I don't know, but anyway, like in a brotherly love, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sacrifice and you know, mm-hmm. in a Christian sense of love, like love is eternal. Like love is uh, uh, universal. Say it like that. Yes. Like it exists yeah. in world religions, and that's what I'm trying to do. And it happens more in my actions than in the actual lessons I teach. And that has to be. Like in my philosophy, that's number one, because that yep. is going to make the biggest difference, you know.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because
1: to think of sure. these massive existential things we're talking about. Like if you're not thinking it like, what are you doing? Like, are you really conscious as a teacher? You've got a hundred, like we've got this factory system, which we probably don't agree with. But because of that factory system, you've got a hundred kids pumped through, at least yeah. once they start changing classes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have the opportunity to plant so many seeds so mm-hmm. fast. And they're not gonna—they're yeah. not gonna find fertile ground in everybody,
0: but right? But if it's repeated, I almost think that you have a much better chance, right? You know, I
1: think so. I think so. And I have these like these conversations that are probably t- totally inappropriate for a grade eight kid, or maybe they're not. Maybe <laughs> maybe if we were like a tribal culture still, the kids would just be sitting around with you and I talking because
0: we're the adults, yeah. and they would be exactly. hearing this. Exactly. They would, yeah. yeah. So I think there's some power to that. Oh, God. We're just, we're totally on the wrong track.
1: <laughs> what do you
0: think? Like, why? No, just, like, no society.
1: I was just being this. Well, I know, but like, was, uh, okay, society. Just with society. everything. Just with everything.
0: Yeah. Um, and like you keep, got, you you said like, no wisdom and stuff. And that's just, yeah. isn't that just so true of leaders? Like in uh, in our world, like they're just, they don't show wisdom. Like, it's just, No. like, who do you look I mean, around and go, wow, that's a really wise leader we have there? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you one. I can name one. Oh, okay, nice. Do you know the guy, Mujica? Or maybe it's not Mujica. That might be the guy from Bogota. I can't remember. He was the president in Uruguay. Did you oh, know? Oh, no. Pepe? Uh-uh. Oh, man, that guy. Like, just, And okay. I have a guy from Uruguay in my class. He's a funny oh, nice. kid. He's like, he's like that guy's an idiot. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, you hear this guy talk, and you're just like, wow, a philosopher was okay. elected president yeah. in some country. Yeah. How incredible. I mean, you know, he just, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'll send you a clip after we get off of here. I think you have, yeah, cool. I think you find it. You'll, you'll get the idea of what I'm saying, but I will. yeah, I mean, I don't know, like in our, in our USA mythology, we're taught to believe that the founding fathers were like statesmen and like thinkers and maybe they were, or maybe it's uh-huh. just a lie because that's the founding myth of our country. Right. Because in the present day, I'm like, what kind of person wants to be a leader? Almost, mm-hmm. it's almost like the people who seek that are the lowest, like the most, the most ego. Let's say it this way: the most ego-driven people.
0: Oh, for sure, they're megalomaniacs, right?
1: Aren't they on yeah. Some level? Yeah.
0: Why? I just uh-huh. think it's. Yeah, go ahead, though. Sorry. Well, I
1: don't know. I mean, like, I have no idea. I think that's true, but then I see yeah. some guys. I see some people in education <laughs> who seek leadership positions. And I'm like, wow, those people are good at what they do. I'm glad they are leaders, you know. Yeah, it just,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. But I don't see that very often in politics.
0: Yeah, I, I was meaning public leaders. I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't meaning like yeah. leaders in general. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I've always viewed the politics as a, I don't know, like you get the sense that before, but I, I don't think that is. I think politics have always been awful. Like I just think it's, it's kind I of the lowest, the lowest of the low kind of happened. <laughs> Um, I don't know like people-wise. I don't want to like paint with a broad brush mm-hmm. um, I always thought it was at some point in my life. I was like man. I would love to start like an organization that The only purpose it didn't have any ideology It just was like let's find some good humans who want to serve in Politics, but then but then you think about it it might just be like politics corrupts absolutely You know yeah, and someone yeah. can't withstand the experience of politics and be pure. You know what I mean? So maybe there's something to that. I, had, I, had, I hadn't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like that. My favorite movie is, well, not of all time, but Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Like I, I love that movie. Like, I don't just, even know it. I've never have ever it. seen it? <gasps> no. You should, wa- you should watch that immediately. Uh, immediately. Yeah, I'm, I'm- uh, and we had a little power outage there to end the show. Uh, thank you so much for giving us a listen. Um, again, if you have... Uh, if you're curious about anything we talked about, uh, I, we did put some links over on the post on ideafarm.education. So, uh, please check that out and we'll be releasing another episode soon. Okay. Thank you so much.